This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, maliki yawmi al-Din, Allahumma laka alhamdu wa ilayka al-Mushtaka, wa bika thiqatu wa alayka al-Tuklan, wa la hawla wa la quwwata illa billahi al-Ali al-Azim. رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل عقدة من لساني يفقه قولي اللهم لا سهل إلا ما جعلته سهلا وأنت تجعل الحزن إذا شئت سهلا اللهم صل وسلم على سيدنا وحبيبنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه ومن اهتدى بهديه واستنى بسنته ودعا بدعوته إلى يوم الدين إن شاء الله تعالى this is a continuation of our regular tafsir class we're going through surah al-Baqara uh, we are towards the end of the first juz. Um, the ayat that we discussed last week and the week before were pertaining mainly to Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam. And uh, one thing to always keep in mind when reading the Quran is the general themes of the Quran and what's being discussed because it's always connected. Even uh, the end of the ayat Whether Allah says that he is Sami'ul Alim The all-hearing and the all-knowing Or Allah says he's Al-Azizul Hakim The almighty and the all-wise There's always a connection So you always have to pay attention to what's being talked about And every single ayah And where this ayah is mentioned There is a purpose behind it There is a significance that we have been speaking about Prophet Ibrahim salam. And in the beginning of uh, this series When we started Surah Al-Baqarah I mentioned that this surah teaches you mainly two things and it's mainly about two things One, it is to teach you how to be a true worshipper of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And to give you examples of those who were tasked to worship Allah from among mankind Some who failed and some who succeeded And in the beginning of Surah Al-Baqarah, Allah teaches you that you can only be of three categories Either a Muslim or a Kafir or a Munafiq And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us about some who succeeded from among the messengers Allah talks about Prophet Adam salam, And then Allah told us about a nation that failed And the nation is the nation of Banu Israel And why is it so, uh, And then Allah discussed in detail Why they were considered to be people that failed to live up to the task Of uh, following the commandments of Allah And the messengers that were sent to them Now when we say they failed It doesn't mean all of them And Allah clarifies that in the Quran When he mentions that from amongst them were those that are good And similarly with Al-Imran but as a nation, they did not live up to the task of being the khulafa of this earth. Being people that will have authority on this earth by following the commandments of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this surah is about preparing the ummah Prophet Muhammad for that responsibility. How can you live on this earth as the ummah that you are meant to be? Khaira ummah. Ummatan wasata. How can you be truly the followers of not just Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, but Prophet Ibrahim and all the messages that came before? How can you carry that responsibility? These are the instructions. Don't do what this ummah did. Don't do what Banu Israel did. When they said "Sami'na wa asina," we hear but we obey. You should say "Sami'na wa ta'na." We disobey. You say "Sami'na wa ta'na." We hear and we obey. When they Killed some of the messengers And refused others You should follow all of the messengers When they distinguished between some prophets And accepted some And denied some You should accept all prophets When they refused to follow Prophet Ibrahim In praying towards the Kaaba 
or respecting the commandments, you should not do that. So in other words, you're giving a template. Here's an ummah that didn't fulfill what they were supposed to. Don't be like that. And it's a very good teaching method to show you the opposite. And that's used a lot, right? To show you that right? By showing the opposite, you understand uh, the, the, uh, something. If I tell you uh, what's wet, it's the opposite of dry, right? So sometimes telling you what not to be or the opposite. And this is why Allah is extensively telling us about the relationship between the Prophet of Banu Israel and Banu Israel. It was one that was based on argumentation. One that when Musa said to them, Fafalu ma tu'marun, they didn't. They would ask questions and questions and questions. Basically, in other words, do not be like that. As we were going through that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then told us about Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam, who is essential figure within uh, uh, Islam and within the previous scriptures as well. But how the only true followers of Ibrahim alayhi salam are the believers. And last week we read the claim that the Yahud made. What did they say? تَهْتَدُوا Be Yahud and Nasara and you will be guided. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala refused their claim and said the true guidance is by following all of the messengers. As we went through uh, this, Allah mentioned that the only true faith and the only true correct religion is Islam. And Allah mentions that, say, O Muhammad, you dispute us with regards to Allah, while Allah is our Lord and your Lord, and we have to all our, our deeds, and to you are your deeds, and we Unlike you Are sincere in our ibadah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Now the questioning and the conversation continues Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Poses a question to the Yahud and the Nasara Allah says to them And because this is And why is this question being posed? Because they claim that they are the followers of Ibrahim They claim that Ibrahim was like them So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And the other prophet as well So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying Am taquluna Or are you saying Inna Ibrahim, indeed Ibrahim, wa Ismail and Ismail, wa Ishaq and Ishaq, wa Yaqub and Yaqub, wal Asbata and the children of Yaqub. We mentioned that Asbat means uh, last week, you said that Sibt, the word Sibt, it means the child of your daughter. Hafid is the child of your son. So Sibt is the child, Asbat is the Jama'a of it, but in this context it's referring to the children of Yaqub alayhi salam. Are you claiming Kanu they were upon Hudna and Nasara, upon Christianity and Yehudiya? Ask them this question, Allah says, Qul say to them, O Muhammad, Aantum a'lamu amillah. Are you more knowledgeable or is Allah? Who's more knowledgeable? The answer is not given because it's so obvious. Sometimes a question doesn't need to be answered. Qul aantum a'lamu amillah. Are you more knowledgeable or is Allah? In other words, لا أحد أعلم من الله There is no one more knowledgeable than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. ومن أظلم ممن كتب شهادة عنده من الله And who is more unjust than the one who conceals the testimony that is with him من الله that came from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What is this concealing that Allah is referring to? The Yehud and the Nasara conceal the fact that they were told to follow Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. They concealed the fact that these prophets were upon Tawheed, not whatever they were preaching towards. So Allah is saying, there is no one more unjust. And this question, woman أَظْلَمُ Who is more unjust? Answer, no one is more unjust. أَيْ لَا أَحَدْ أَظْلَمُ لَا أَحَدْ أَظْلَمُ وَمَنْ أَظْلَمُ مِمَّنْ كَتَمَ The word katama means to hide. Katama shahadatan, a testimony. عِنْدَهُ That they have with them, 
minallahi from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we know and we will come in other verses that we will get to inshallah ta'ala Allah says alladhina atinahum al-kitab those who were given the book meaning the Torah ya'rifunahu they know Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam kama ya'rifun abna'ahum like they know their own children the literal description of the Prophet ﷺ was inscribed in their books. And they were expecting a messenger. But Allah mentioned already in, in previous verses, what was the main reason why they couldn't follow him? Allah said, Hasadan min indi and fusihim. It was out of envy. They expected him to be Banu Israel, and they couldn't take that he was from the Arabs. Al-Muhim, Allah says, وَمَنْ أَظْلَمُ مِمَّنْ كَتَّمَ شَهَادَةٍ عِنْدَهُ مِنَ اللَّهِ and who is more unjust than he who conceals the testimony and which is to believe in Rasulullah and what he comes with as written in their books that he has from Allah So now that you're doing all of this the hiding, the concealing, the lying remember this and this is a warning for all of us And Allah is not unaware of what you are doing Allah is not unaware of what they're doing Allah is aware of everything Including what they are doing And what we are doing as well May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Forgive our sins Tayyib So Here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Is teaching us That The Way of The prophets that came before Is not the same way As the Yahudi and the Nasraniyya It is called Islam And it was the way of Prophet Ibrahim And it is the way of the Muslims today Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Taught us that They were lying And concealing it And that Allah is aware Of what they are doing then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned a verse that he mentioned in the previous page as well. This verse is being repeated. Those messengers and prophets are an ummah, a nation. They are a nation who has passed away. They are gone. For them is what they have done. Prophet Ibrahim, Prophet Ismail, Prophet Ishaq, all these great. What they have done, they have done for themselves. And to you, what you will work for. And you will not be asked What they would used to do So you're not going to be asked about them You're going to be asked about yourself So worry about your own itiba' Are you following? Worry about your own love for them Your own iman This is what you need to be busy with Now when Allah is telling us That we need to be worried And we need to be concerned about our actions What should our actions be? Like we mentioned last week Ibadah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Sincerity for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala This is what we need to do and that manifests itself through following who? The prophets. The following verse will be an example. Allah will tell us about a test. A test that was uh, Allah put through uh, the Muslims, the pagans, the Yahud, and the Nasara. And this test was to see who is true in their faith, who truly means when they say we want to follow the Haqq. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in verse 142, by the way, we just started the second juz. This is the first ayah of the second juz. Sayyidu Sufaha'u min al Nasi. Mawallahum al Kiblatihu Mulati Kanu Aleha. Ulilahi al Mashriku al Maghrib. Yahdi Manyasha'u ilasi ratim mustaqim. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Sayyidu Sufaha'u. The Sufaha'u will say, The foolish folks among the people, Min al Nasi will say, ما ولاهم عن قبلتهم التي كانوا عليها. What has turned them, i.e. the Muslims? What has turned the Muslims from the qibla they used to pray towards, التي كانوا عليها that they were upon previously? قل سيد دم محمد. لله المشرق والمغرب. To Allah belongs east and west. 
يَهْدِي مَنْ يَشَاءُ Allah guides whoever he wants إِلَى سِرَاطٍ مُسْتَقِيمٍ to the straight path. So what is the ayah referring to, Ikhwan Fillah? This ayah is referring to an incident that we have been being prepared for. For the past few ayats, many, many ayats, Allah taught, talked about us in a verse, uh, this is easily, a few weeks ago we mentioned, verse 106 of Surah Al-Baqarah, Allah teaches us about the concept of nasakh. مَا نَنْسَخْ مِنْ آيَةٍ أَوْ نُنْسِهَا The concept of abrogation, and we spoke about this, that Allah will reveal a rule, and then after a while Allah will remove that rule and bring another one. And this is part of the hikmah and the wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now this concept of abrogation, the Qur'an, all of it, abrogated the previous scriptures. It replaced them, right? And Allah tells us, Allah does not replace an ayah, except Allah brings one that is better. Right? And we uh, explained that the Qur'an in its entirety replaced and abrogated the previous scriptures. And in the Qur'an and the Sunnah you will find verses and hadith that abrogate each other. Here is one of those. Rasulullah was told to face in his prayer towards Baytul Maqdas. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala removed that ruling and told them to face the Qibla. This is Naskh. It's the key example of Naskh. And we mentioned that uh, uh, some people that say, why is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala changing these rulings? This is indicative or this shows that the Sharia is not perfect. Why is the rule always being changed? We gave an example that is with the Aql and an example that is with the Shara'ah. The example of the Shara'ah is there are so many of them. Even we mentioned that Prophet Isa, when he was speaking, Prophet Isa came after the prophets of other prophets of Bani Israel. Before Prophet Isa, the main kitab that was taught and acted upon was the Torah. And Allah gave Isa the Injil. And Allah tells us what he said to the people. He said, وَلِيُحِلَّ لَكُمْ بَعْضَ الَّذِي حُرِّمَ عَلَيْكُمْ I am here, I came here to make halal for you that which made haram previously. Right? So, isn't that another نَسْخْ طَيِّب Similarly with the Qur'an. So, and the aql one, the, the intellectual uh, argument or example is that we all go to doctors and we go to GPs and we... We know how this works. If you go to a doctor and the doctor tells you, for the next six days, I want you to take this medicine. After that, come back to me. And you come back after six days and the doctor tells you, okay, good, we give you the antibiotics, now it's time to give you some, I don't know, painkillers or whatever. Is there any doctors here? I feel like when I'm speaking about this, one of you might laugh at me. Al-Muhim, you understand? Would the patient say, what's wrong with you? You know nothing. First you give me this and then you give me that. What would the doctor say? Because what? Because I know? I know better. I know what's good for you. I knew what your body needed then, and I know what your body needs now. Similarly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reveal a ruling, and this ruling will be good for the people. And Allah will remove it and bring another. Sometimes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes things easier on us. Sometimes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will increase something to increase our reward. Right? Fasting used to only be on Ashura, then Allah increased it to Ramadan. The prayers used to be a lot, then Allah made them, uh, so, uh, they, they first revealed 50, then Allah made them 5. So they say, min akhaffin ila athqal, wa min athqal ila akhaff. And what this is all dependent upon? Al-hikmah ilahiyya, Allah's wisdom. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's wisdom. Although more often than not, Allah makes things easier. Right? Makes things easier. Tayyib. Uh, so, what's being changed now? Prayer towards Baytul uh, Maqdas is being changed to prayer towards the... Qibla, the Kaaba, Mecca. So, 
the verse that will command the Prophet to turn from Bayt al-Maqdas towards the Qibla has not been, we haven't read that yet. It's coming. In this verse, Allah is telling us what will happen once the hukum comes. So Allah is telling us, once the Qibla is changed, look what will happen. Sayyukul, they will say, who? As-Sufaha, the foolish. The Safi, ikhwani fillah, the Safi is the person that is of low intellect and does not know what's good for them. This is called the Safi. One that is of low intellect and does not know what's good for them. We already covered Safi twice so far in Surah Al-Baqarah. And this is why, this is called Tafsir Al-Qur'ani Bil-Qur'an. When you use the Qur'an to explain the Qur'an, we have a word here, Sufaha, uh, is often translated as foolish people. But, who is these, this Sufaha referring to? Is it the Yahud? Is it the Nasara? Is it the Munafiqeen? Or is it the Mushrikeen? Who is it? Let's go back to the beginning of Surah Al-Baqarah. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was describing the Munafiqeen, the hypocrites, Allah says, They are the Sufaha. So they are the foolish. Who? The hypocrites. So who is this primarily talking about? The Munafiqeen. Who else has been called Sufaha? If you go back just a few ayats, وَمَنْ يَرْغَبُ عَمِّلَّةِ إِبْرَاهِيمَ إِلَّا مَنْ سَفِهَا Who rejects, turns away, dislikes the way of Ibrahim except those who are foolish. سَفِهَا And who are those? We mentioned that the first group of people that rejected the way of Ibrahim were the mushrikeen, the idol worshippers. They, they were there in Mecca. They were at the Kaab that was built by Prophet Ibrahim. Yet they went towards what? Idol worship. So they are the Sufaha. So who's number two? Mushriki Arab. Tayyib. Who else turned away from the way of Prophet Ibrahim salam, but claimed that they're still upon it? The Yehud and the Nasara. Ma kan Ibrahim Yehudiyan, wala Nasraniyan, wala hinkana Hanifan, Muslima, wa ma kana minal Mushrikeen. So, it's all four. It's all four. This Sufaha, it's talking about the Munafiqeen. Ala inna humus Sufaha, it's talking about the Mushrikeen, it's talking about Quray, uh, um, the Yehud and the Nasara. So now, Based on who is meant by Sufaha, the Qibla referred in this verse will change. And I'll explain what I mean by that. Let's use the Munafiqeen as an example. Or, or let's start with the Mushrikeen as an example. Sayaqulu Sufaha, the Mushrikeen will say, Minan Naj amongst the people, Ma wallahum, what made them turn away? Min qiblatihim from the Qibla alati kanu alayha that they were upon. When Prophet Muhammad was in Mecca, where was he praying towards? Yes, he was praying towards Bayt al Maqdas. But what would he pray towards? Uh, he would pray at the Kaaba, right? So, what was his Qibla? The Kaaba as well as Bayt al Maqdas. So, the Arab will say, Look at him, he turned away from. When, when he went to Medina, the Prophet when he went to Medina, he couldn't face the Kaaba anymore. The Prophet loved to face the Kaaba. Although Allah commanded him to face. So what did the Prophet ﷺ used to do? He used to pray towards the door of the Kaaba, which when you are praying towards it, you are at the direction of Bayt al-Maqdas. So he would face the Kaaba as well as Bayt al-Maqdas. This is what he used to do, sallallahu alayhi wa Right? It is the, the Rukun al-Yamani. It is the, um, between the Rukun al-Yamani and Hajj al He used to pray it in that direction. Tayyib. So, when people saw him in Mecca, where was he praying towards? When they see him, where is he praying to us directly? The Kaaba. When he goes to Medina, can he do that? He can't. 
because he has to praise Bayt al-Maqdis, which means the Kaaba throws his back. And this bothered the Prophet ﷺ for two reasons. I will tell you the two reasons in a bit. So they, the, the Mushrikeen said, look, he turned away from the Qibla of his forefathers and he went and he joined the Yehud and the Nasara. Then, when the Qibla change happens, the Yehud and the Nasara say, look, he turned away from the Qibla of the Prophets towards the Qibla of his forefathers. When he turns back to the Kaaba. The, uh, the Munafiqeen, they will say, look, he's first going this way and that way, he isn't sure what he is doing. They are projecting. Who does Allah describe as they're not sure what they're doing? They're projecting. They're saying, look at Muhammad, he can't decide where to pray towards. Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is teaching us here that the Prophet sallallahu where he prays towards, it's not up to him. It's up to who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What made them change from the qibla they were upon previously? Say to them, To Allah belongs east and west. In other words, I will pray wherever Allah tells me to pray. Allah will guide whomever He wills إلى Sirat al-Mustaqim to a straight path. The Sirat al-Mustaqim previously was to pray towards Bayt al-Maqdis. Then the Sirat al-Mustaqim came, became to pray towards the Qibla. Because in the Nafzi, the Prophet ﷺ is an abd, a servant of Allah, and he follows Allah's commandments. So, this is what the Sufaha will say. Why are they doubting? Because their iman wasn't strong to begin with. Or they didn't believe to begin with. Or they are not upon the haqq. Because if you upon the haqq and you understand that this is the haqq, the haqq is whatever the Prophet ﷺ tells you, the haqq is. Right? Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, praising this ummah. وَكَذَلِكَ جَعَلْنَاكُمْ أُمَّةً وَسَطًا Subhanallah. وَكَذَلِكَ جَعَلْنَاكُمْ مُتَصَرًا Whose, under whose affairs are we? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Just like Allah made the Kaaba, the Qibla of the Muslimin, He also made this Ummah Wasat. Allah made this Wasatan a Udulan Khiyara. Allah made this Ummah, what does Wasat mean? To be in the middle. But what it means here is, is to be just. It is to be upon Khair. It is to be upon goodness. This is what it means to be Wasat. Wasat means that you are in between two extremes. You are in between two extremes. This is why this خير الأمور أوسطها لا إفراطها ولا تفريطها. The best of affairs is that which is in the middle. You're not in extreme to one side or the other, because we've already learned what one extreme does. The extreme of exaggerating in prophets up to the point where you make them gods. Who fell into the extreme? The Nasara. Or the other extreme of having so much shortcoming in their haqq to the point where you deny them. And we always give the example of Isa alayhi salam. If you want to understand the wasatiya, the just nature of this ummah, the fact that we are in the middle path, look at how we see Rasulullah Isa alayhi salam. One group, they claim that he is walad zina. billah ta'ala Allah. They said that Isa is walad, they refuse to see him as a prophet. They refused to see him as someone that will have, or his mother. They disregarded. Who are those? The Yahud. And what did the Nasara do? They said, they started worshipping Mary. They started calling Isa the son of God. And the Ummah of Muhammad is Wasat. فَهُوَ رَسُولٌ فَلَا يُعْبَدْ 
He's an abd, so we don't worship him. He's a rasul, we don't deny him. Similarly to Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, similar to our deen in general. And this wasatiyah is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is referring to. It is our wasatiyah that Allah gave us that brought us back to the way of the great prophets. Another very important point is that Allah guided us as the Ummah from Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam towards the Kaaba. This is rahmah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because the Kaaba that was built by Prophet Ibrahim, all this Ummah turned away from it. Which Ummah came back to it? The Ummah from Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This is our wasatiyah. And the, the, the prophets that came before also used to face towards the Qibla of Ibrahim alayhi salam, uh, the Kaaba as well. We are the Ummah that is wasat. And part of our wasatiyah is that we are khayr ummah, the best of nations. We are the best of nations. And why are we the best of nations? Like Allah mentions, We call towards good, we forbid evil, and we believe in Allah. There's a beautiful statement of Umar al-Khattab, who he said, if you want to be among the best, then fulfill the conditions. What were the conditions? Call towards good, forbid evil, and believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the shart, the condition of becoming the best of nations. And some of the khair that we have gained from being from the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, this ummah that is wasat and just, is that we are akhirul umami, walakin awaluhum dukhulan ilal jannah. We are the first of an enter jannah. May Allah make us among those. This ummah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, like in this ayah said, وَكَذَلِكَ جَعَلْنَاكُمْ أُمَّةً وَصَدًا And just like that, we have made you an ummah that is just, that is wasad, that is good. Why? لِتَكُونُوا So that you can be شُهَدَاءَ عَلَى النَّاسِ You can be witnesses over mankind. So among the khasais, the special nature of this ummah, we, the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, will be a witness for or against the, the nations that came before us. When? On the day of judgment. How? When all of the other nations are brought forth. And the prophets are brought forth. Allah will ask the messengers. And Allah will ask the people. Allah says, I will ask the people that way they were sent to. And Allah will also question the messengers. What will the people be asked? ماذا أجبتم المرسلين? What have you responded to your messengers? What did Allah ask the messengers? Have you delivered the message? And some of them will say, مَا جَاءَنَا مِن بَشِيرٍ وَلَا نَذِيرٍ No, Bashir came to us and no Nadir. They will deny it. Who will then testify? Umar of Muhammad sallallahu How do we know if they follow the messengers? And how can we testify? Where do we get the knowledge from? The Quran, barakallahu feek. Because Allah gave us the final message. We know what happened. We know what happened to Prophet Musa and Prophet Nuh and all of them. So we are going to be the witnesses. Shuhada'a ala nas. And what about us? وَيَكُونَ الرَّسُولُ عَلَيْكُمْ شَهِيدًا May Allah protect us. And make us among those that follow the messengers. وَيَكُونُ الرَّسُولُ عَلَيْكُمْ شَهِيدًا So that you may be a witness over mankind and the messenger be a witness over you. So the messenger will be a witness over us. Similarly, have we followed, have we not followed, etc. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala teaches us or tells us um, the hikmah, one of the hikmahs and the wisdoms behind the changing of the qibla. وَمَا جَعَلْنَا الْقِبْلَةَ الَّتِي كُنْتَ عَلَيْهَا إِلَّا لِنَعْلَمَ مَنْ يَتَّبِعُ رَسُولًا مِمَّنْ يَنْقَلِبُ عَلَىٰ عَقِبَيْهِ وَإِنْ كَانَ لَكَبِيرَةً إِلَّا عَلَىٰ الَّذِينَ 
Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, and we made the Qibla prayer towards Jerusalem, which he used to face. Why? To see who would follow the messenger. So, when it was facing towards Jerusalem, which one among the Arabs would have a problem with that? Because you're not allowed to have a problem with that. Because you're supposed to follow. What is our hadi? What is our methodology? Sami'na wa ata'na. This is, you don't question. You follow. Right? If, when the Qibla was, was towards Jerusalem, some would say, well, why is it? We are not Yehud, we are not Masara. Then they are, they have, there's a problem in them. And when it was changed back towards the, the Kaaba or the Qibla, the Qibla, then the Yehud and the Nasara shouldn't say, accept Sami'na wa ata'na. But they didn't. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed to the Prophet Muhammad and to the people who was true in their faith and who wasn't. So that we may know. Someone might, might ask a question here. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, the changing of the Qibla was done so that we may know. Did Allah not know before? Hasha wa kalla, he did know. So when, we, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is not the knowledge of gaining information. It's not because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows everything. It is to show others. It is to show us. It is to show the Prophet ﷺ. To show themselves. Does that make sense? Always keep that in mind. And those who will go back to their old, way, old ways. One of the things that happened in was when the Qibla was changed to, to Mecca, that the Yehud and the Nasara, they said, look, look at Muhammad. He left the ways of the messengers and the prophets. So this was a reason for them to either, if they, if they were munafiqs, because we mentioned this, when we talk about the munafiqeen in Medina, the hypocrites, it wasn't only the Arabs that claimed to be Muslims that were hypocrites. Many of them were from the Yehud and Nasara as well. Right? And Allah mentioned them. These ayats, uh, uh, they are referring to the munafiqeen among the Yehud. So they were munafiqeen among the Yehud. They were Yehud. They accept Islam, proclaimed to be Muslims. And then they would then turn back into uh, go back to the people and say ah, we don't really believe we don't really believe and some of the Yehud that didn't accept Islam would say well if you didn't believe then how come you're exposing all of our secrets to Prophet Muhammad at least when you go there sh- be quiet don't tell him about our affairs like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned uh, in uh, the first hizb the point is uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put to test all of these people and only the true believers pass the test. Those that said, we, we hear and we obey. And just like Allah tested them, Allah tested us. Allah tested our faith. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tested our obedience. And it's very important that you always keep in mind this core principle. No matter what happens to you in your life. No matter what happens to you in your life. Sami'na wa ta'ana. Sami'na wa ta'ana. Nowadays, a lot of people, they will hear a hadith. And they will struggle to reconcile that hadith with what they know. Or what they have been told Or they will hear ayah And they will struggle to reconcile that With something that they have been told Or what they, what they have come to know And part of that is We are being removed From religiosity From the knowledge of the deen Towards a more secularized world So people are not familiar People are not familiar with mu'jizah Because they don't read the Quran So it's like, like a, a, a staff turning to a snake It doesn't make sense to me Right People are not familiar with sihir they think sihir is fairy tale, although Allah speaks about it in the Quran. So sometimes what happens to a lot of people, they they will struggle with their faith. They will struggle with their faith. Part of that is being far away from knowledge. 
But whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tests you with, even sometimes your iman is tested. Stay firm. Sami'na wa ata'na. Sami'na wa ata'na. Amanna. Kullun min indi rabbina. This should be your go-to. We believe. Now, the person can have sometimes doubts, but don't allow that to fester or to linger. Educate yourself. Ask those who know. And uh, similarly, sometimes you struggle with obedience. Sometimes you struggle with obedience because of sin, because of shortcomings, right? Don't let your sins compound upon you to the point where it leads you astray. So, uh, and those are the two things that, that really put us astray. It's shubhat and shahwat, right? It is doubts and, and desires. We need to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us from those and to keep us on the sirat al-mustaqeem. So, here they were tested. They were supposed to follow the Prophet The believers did and many didn't. Allah mentions the purpose of the changing of the qibla or among the wisdom was to see from among those who will follow the messenger and from those who will turn on their heels. Indeed, it was great and heavy except for those whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave guidance. So, the changing of the qibla was heavy. You could imagine from the Yehud and the Nasara, more so the Yehud, when the, because the Nasara never had a Qibla. The Nasara really don't have a Qibla uh, in their prayers. They don't have a Qibla. Um, but the Yehud claimed that their Qibla was uh, uh, Jerusalem. So the changing of it, طيب, it's Kabir. It doesn't matter how Kabir it is. You need to follow the Prophet Sallallahu Messenger. And it was a big issue, except for who? Illa al-ladin Allah. Except for the ones whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guided. So here you learn something else. Following the haqq and the guidance and the commandments is difficult, except for those whom Allah guides. So ask Allah to guide you and to not make it difficult for you and to not make it heavy for you. Illa ala ladina had Allah. And now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala answers a question. But before we read the answer of Allah Almighty, let's talk about the question. Because for the hadith in Bukhari of Barah ibn Azib mentions the incident of changing the Qibla. So if you want to know more background, read that hadith. How did it happen? He mentions the Prophet when he came to Medina for a period of 16 or 17 months, he was praying towards Qudus. And then the ayat of revealing the Qibla change came. In fact, it came with, during a prayer that was four rak'at. So actually mid-prayer the Sahaba changed the Qibla, some of them. It was mid-prayer. Uh, someone came and told them what the Qibla was changed and mid-prayer they turned towards where they were supposed to go and this shows you how willing they were to follow the guidance they didn't say are you sure wait a minute uh, no immediately Samirna wa then uh, the Sahaba started asking each other the question well for 17 months we've been praying towards Beit al-Nuqdis are those prayers accepted some companions passed away never having the chance to pray towards the Kaaba what about them? Are their prayers accepted? Are they not accepted? What's going on? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala answered that question. وَمَا كَانَ اللَّهُ لِيُضِيعَ إِيمَانَكُمْ Indeed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah would never make your faith be lost. Allah will not make your faith to be lost. The iman that is being referred to as faith here is the prayer. Allah is calling their prayers faith. Your previous prayers will not be lost. Don't worry. Because when you were praying towards Jerusalem, who told you to do that? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you were following Allah's commandments. And this is why anything that you've done pre-Nasr, before the abrogation, is accepted. Why is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala called the Salah Iman? Because of the following reasons. Number one, uh, this is an evidence that our actions and our good deeds are actually part of our faith. Right? This is why 
the scholars uh, and the Salaf, they would say, Iman, our faith, Iman, has three components. Uh, it is to believe it from your heart, to utter it with your mouth, and to your, and your actions. These three combined is faith. Why is that important? It's because important because you don't have Muslims that will say, yeah, I don't practice a thing about Islam, but right there, man. Right there. I have Iman. No. Iman is all three. Allah is calling the prayer here Iman. When the Prophet was describing Iman, he said there's many, many, many components of it. Right? And part of it was Imaratul Adha. The lowest part is Imaratul Adha and Tariq. It is to remove harmful objects from the path. And the highest is La ilaha illa Muhammad Rasulullah. Wal hayaa shu'batun shu'ab al Iman. And modesty is a component or a part of Iman. So Iman, this is why you should remember that Abdullah ibn Barak said, if you want to understand Iman, remember these five points. These are five points. They all end with Noon. Al Imanu, he said, Tasdiqun bil Janan. It is to believe in your heart. وَقَوْلٌ بِالْتَصْدِيقٌ بِالْجَنَانِ To believe in your heart. وَقَوْلٌ بِالْلِسَانِ And to say it with your mouth. وَعَمَلٌ بِالْأَرْكَانِ And to, to, to act with, with the pillars and, and uh, upon the pillars with, with your limbs. And then he said, يَزِيدُ بِطَاعَةِ الرَّحْمَانِ Your iman increases by obeying the most merciful. وَيَنْقُصُ بِطَاعَةِ الشَّيْطَانِ And it goes down by obeying the devil or the shaitan. So this is the blachas iman, uh, what we believe about iman. So Allah will not make your faith be lost. In other words, your prayers. The other uh, way of looking at this is that your prayer was a result of your faith. Allah will not have your faith be lost. Does that make sense? So any sahabi that didn't get the chance to pray towards, uh, like Uthman al it didn't harm them. Whatsoever. Indeed, Allah is to the people, the most kind, the most merciful. So, what did we learn here? We learned uh, in the verse 140 how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned that those who hid the fact that the Prophet was mentioned and the, the deen of Islam was mentioned in their books are among the most unjust people and that Allah knows what they are doing. We learned that we shouldn't rely on the nations that have been passed. We should rely on our own deeds. And that, to sum up, as a Muslims, what we do is, whenever a commandments come from us, from, from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or His Messenger, that we hear and we obey. And we don't question the type of questioning where we are disagreeing. Right? We are believers. We submit. Right? Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us about one of the, uh, about the, an abrogation, and when there's a tahwil al-qibla, the changing of the qibla. And Allah mentioned that the people will react towards the negative way. Another fact is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling the Prophet and the believers, and by extension us, don't worry about those that will say stuff about you. Look at him, the qibla has been changed and they don't, they're not sure, and why was it here and not there? Innahum sufaha aslam. They are sufaha. They are foolish people left. Right? So don't busy yourself with the speech of the foolish folks. And they will say, مَا وَاللَّهُمْ عَنْ قِبْلَةُ مَنَتِي كَانُوا عَلَيْهَا Why are they changing from the qibla that they had before? Tell them Allah belongs to Allah belongs east and west. Right? يَهْدِي مَنْ يَشَاءُ إِلَى سِرَاطِ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ And we spoke about what it means to be a follower of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and part of this ummah that Allah gave us the, the uh, virtue of being from the ummah from Muhammad and we are ummatan wasata and that the word wasat here means adl we are just and we are uh, 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 upon khair 
and we mentioned that Surah Al-Imran, Allah mentions the reason we are upon khair is because we call towards good, we forbid evil, and we believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, an interesting fact that some of the scholars mention, and that is the verse that tells us that we are wasat. Now wasat means to be in the middle. And one of the reasons that is being referred to as a wasat is that when you're in the middle, you tend to be safe, right? It's usually the edges that are harmful and it's a safe place to be. So basically, as long as you are following this, these commandments, you are safe. Now, wasat means to be in the middle. This verse is exactly, exactly in the middle of Surah Al-Baqarah. Um, Surah Al-Baqarah is 286 verses. The last ayah is 286. This uh, verse is verse 143. So with the first Allah mentions that we are umma wasat, it's the wasat is Surah Al-Baqarah. It's an interesting point. Uh, I'm going to conclude here today. And next week we will discuss and speak about the actual verse in which the tahwil of Qibla happened. So the actual verse in which the command to change the Qibla happened. This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.